You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio. I am Jarrett, also known as Ja, and I am here with Jason Bond, also known as Emery. Hey, what's going on, guys? And Mikey Kenny, also known as Keylock. Yo. Yes, and this is episode number 11, almost at episode number 10, because I, I travel through time sometimes, but... Yeah, this is episode number tra- 11. Please, wait, hold on. I travel through time sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's the only way I can get all my work done, Mike. Oh, he's got you got a time turner. Yeah, he's got time that thing turner. I have, I have, a, I have, a, uh, I have a TARDIS. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so this is episode, uh, Watchpoint Radio, episode 11. Today is June 20th, and this should be out on June 21st, Tuesday, June 21st. And uh, how you guys doing? How was your uh, how was your two weeks since the last episode in Overwatch? Allergy filled, but pretty awesome otherwise. <laughs> Very nice. Pretty good. I can't complain. Player like the player volume is getting a lot better, and I am very excited. And it's just been kind of nice. However, I will say I am getting, I am feeling the. The the la the the like uh this map again kind of syndrome. Ah, right. Getting uh, a little I'm... bit yeah, getting a little bit more than others, but the player base, like you said, is getting to be a lot better and we're starting to get a little more communication between people. Mostly positive. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I will say that the player base is definitely getting better, so that's that is very positive. And sometimes pretty annoying because if you get stuck with some of those players who are still pretty new, it can get, now it can get a bit even more frustrating. Eh, uh, gotta teach them somehow. That is true. But uh, yeah, so we did have, you know, this is the first episode in two weeks for you guys. I actually did episode 10.5 with Waldy77 last week. I know. And we focused more on console again. Yeah, you've been cheating on us. Uh, no, I'm trying to spread uh, no, the love. No, no, no. I no, I see. We're we're in a we're having we're not a monogamous relationship anymore. I got it. Got it. I see. It's not that's us. What you want to call it? I mean, it it's is what him. it is. It's us. I'm just saying. He it's not him. It's us. He needs to work Whatever. on himself. Okay. Okay. Yeah, on that yeah. console side. But uh, yeah, if you guys play console and you didn't check out episode 10.5, me and Waldy go over a bunch of stuff that may be very helpful uh, to players there. But. Ooh, uh, ooh. So this is episode 11, we're back on our regular track right now, so let's go ahead and get started. Let's just uh, get into our mentions here. Uh, for first of all, Overwatch has reached 10 million players, maybe we should start with that. So congrats to Blizzard and Overwatch. Uh, that's pretty impressive in such a short span of time. I mean, I think, I mean, obviously their most popular game ever was Warcraft, World of Warcraft, and that was something like around 12 million or 13 million, which is still extremely impressive because it was like 12 or 13 million of all PC. 
yeah. nothing but PC. Yep. Overwatch is 10 million of PC, PS4, and Xbox One, which is still very impressive. But mm-hmm. um, and it didn't. I think we're gonna look- we're gonna see it continue to see it grow. What were you saying? And it didn't launch like Diablo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like Air three oh whatever the fuck. Fuck you, game dead. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I was patch. totally expecting totally expecting for launch day to be filled with disconnects, servers filled. So ready. So yeah. Ready. And actually, especially after beta, because I don't I don't know if you guys remember, but in beta, we had such a hard time uh getting games connected. Like, you know, like you'd be sitting in a game and it'd be trying to backfill somebody and it's like I couldn't find it. Like, are you serious? This is the beta. That not to mention the beta had like what nine million people in it. Yeah, that beta must have done them a world of good to analyze because it was, it was really good to see. It was this was this was how you use a beta properly, pretty much. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, that was definitely like they learned from what happened and they fixed it, and yeah. it took off great. Well, even in the video that we're going to be talking about a little later, Jeff uh, Kaplan was saying, you know, we're, we're through the launch phase right now, which went um, surprisingly smooth. So they, <laughs> things they, they I, guess, I think they really took to heart what happened with Diablo and what happened with the with the Overwatch beta, and they really wanted to make sure they got it taken care of. Unlike some companies like EA, who are totally content with every game, like multiplayer game launch they have, being complete shit. They already have your money. Why do they care? Exactly. That's <laughs> what it feels like. So EA take put note, out an- even though they they will not take note. I mean, why? Um, They'll just put out another Battlefield and you'll buy it. Well, I won't buy it. Bond will buy it. Uh, I haven't pre-ordered this one, and I'm going to wait until the very last second to make my decision. You know, I've I'm more tempted my to... past mistakes. I'm more tempted to pre-order Call of Duty right now than I am Battlefield. Wow. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I'm not interested in Battlefield this time at all. Like, Battlefield 1 mm-hmm. doesn't seem interesting to me at all. I thought the same thing, but I watched some of the gameplay footage, and it looks like a cross between old Call of Duty with a Battlefield mix. Yeah. I am going to sit on my hands and wait, and mm-hmm. I'll probably still won't get either one, and I'll just play Overwatch instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll probably... We'll probably get some new maps at that point, so that'll hopefully hold us over. Please, please, more maps. <laughs> I am dying for more maps at Art King of the Hill. Please. Well, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Uh, moving on to our next point in mentions. Looks like Overwatch has taken the top spot from League of Legends in Korea. Uh, so it looks like, uh, in terms of popularity, it looks like Overwatch had a 29.36% share as of Friday, beating out League of Legends, which had a 29.17% uh, share mm-hmm. in terms of, get- of players. <laughs> so it's only a little bit, but a win's a win, okay? I mean, <laughs> I'll be interested to see how that number does over a year time span. Okay. That's Because, that's, that's, I mean, we're still in... We're we're just now leaving launch phase and the hype phase, so I want to see how it long how the longevity goes. You know what I mean? Well, I will say this about League of Legends players: if you're talking about having to play the same game over and over again with the same maps over and over again, the same characters over and over again, that's way worse in a MOBA than it is in Overwatch. Some matches could last. I feel like as long as a 
MOBA match sometimes. Oh, what? Sometimes it, it feels just, it just that feels way. Like it. it feels like it because you're constantly doing things. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're, you're, you, you're constantly moving, you're constantly shooting, you're constantly dying and trying to stay alive. The, you do not get 40-minute Overwatch matches. A long match in Overwatch, I would say, lasts 20 minutes. A long match in Overwatch last 20 minutes. Where you yeah, don't that's realize a, that's that a, that timer just won't die. It just right. keeps on going for overtime. You're like, oh overtime. shit, I didn't even know it could last this long. It's really yeah. easy when you're a tracer and you just dash into the point and then you dash out and you look at the timer. It's like, oh, it's almost up again. Dash in, restart the <laughs> overtime clock. Fix that, please. Oh my god, it's the most fucking annoying thing. Anyways... Um, but yeah, I mean, it is about as long as like a surrender moment in league because the only time you can surrender at league is at the twenty minute mark. So right. So and uh, and one of the reasons I stopped playing league or MOBA in general is because I'm in a game where there's no chance of winning, and people won't surrender. I fucking it, hate it's that. It's Naruto, man. <laughs> Believe it. You can do it. Any, with, no, with dude, the power let's just get of, out of here. Let's no, get out of here and go to the but, next match. <laughs> but the power of friendship tells me I can win this. <laughs> if we just combine our forces, we can make Captain Planet. That's why I like StarCraft, man. You can leave it anytime. <laughs> anytime. Well, that's, bl- that's the difference between Blizzard and Riot. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, moving on to other mentions, Jeff Kaplan commented in a uh, in a thread on the Overwatch forums, this was regarding netcode. Somebody uh, sent a nasty gram in the forums talking about the tick rate again. And Jeff Kaplan, try, being a, trying to be a little nice about it, but you could just you could just look at the post and tell there's some snark behind it. Um, that you know he's saying that they've been trying to talk about the issue and that what they're doing is they have the uh, the 60 hertz option in custom games. They need people to play with that and then give feedback so they can see if they can push um, the feature out to, I guess, everybody else or to regular games. That's what they want to do. So he's saying, you know, if you want to help out, you need to play a custom game, if possible, with the 60 hertz option or the high bandwidth option and, uh, you know, give some feedback. And that'll help, I guess, speed up the process. And I get it. I, I get that uh, they don't want to make any rash decisions. Like they don't want to implement the sixty hertz option across the board, and then people who have bad connections are they, having trouble, mm-hmm. a tough time playing. The, the worst thing you can do is have a game at launch be really good for everybody, and then all of a sudden you did a change, and then everything just turns to shit. Well, that's the thing. It's uh, not really good for everybody because it feels like if you um, have a have a better connection. You're kind of punished for it, you know. Like how many times? Well, I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast so many times mm-hmm. at this point of doing a move that would save my life, popping an ability that'll save my life, but then I get killed. Look at the kill cam, never pop the ability. Junk rat, so many times. Freaking hook, dude. Countless exactly. times. Why? Well, I, I, I had that video that I posted with me getting hooked through a wall. Like I got hooked through a solid wall. And both me and the Winston that that actually ended up killing me saw me get hooked through a wall. I'm really annoyed with the hooks that I land, but the character's still moving. So, like, I pull them in, but because I'm, like, there's a wall or something, they get pulled into the wall, and I'm like, well, I can't shoot them through the fucking wall they just got pulled into. That My game says I caught them here, but their game says over here. So when I pulled them straight, it just hits the wall. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass too. Or when they don't come, like when you hook them and they don't come in front of you. Oh my come, god! They come get behind you. I don't, hate that. That's don't terrible. get me don't get me started. I don't on know. That. That's I I might so have annoying. something that's kind of weird. Like if I play, you know, Roadhog, I'll go and hook people, and before I even get a chance to shoot, they're out of that stun and moving. But I notice whenever it happens to me and I get hooked, dude, I can't move. I'm there for that shot, and that's it. If I get a straight line hook or like a side hook, I'm fine. It's when like I hook, but they're still moving behind a wall. They'll say the the game tells me, oh, they're behind a wall, so you're gonna mm-hmm. pull them. But they're but they're but their body can't move through a wall, so they stay behind that wall. So it's like fucking great, cool, whatever mm-hmm. game. I don't know, it's mm-hmm. annoying. <laughs> yeah, so they they need to work on some of that hook shit. <laughs> So if you want to help out the the Overwatch team, you know, see if you can gather some friends together and use that sixty hertz option. I mean, that's kind of it's tough though. I mean, like it's tough to get twelve people together. Most people can't even get six. It's true. It's tough, it's tough to get twelve people together and then play that mode. John, do you even want twelve people together? Me, Ugh, dude. I don't even know if I know twelve <laughs> people that play Overwatch or like in one one platform together. Obviously, I have people that play on PC and people that play on console, but I don't think I have 12 people that can do that. IRC. You know? Just go to IRC, find a couple people. Dude, I don't even know of any Overwatch channels. <laughs> it's all about Discord now. Yep. It's true. Discord <laughs> is the new thing. All about Discord. So, uh, but Let's move on to our last mention, which is also uh, regarding a forum post. Uh, somebody from Blizzard, actually, uh, well, the community manager from Blizzard, uh, somebody, I guess, asked a question about lever penalty. When is it applied? When is it not? And they posted kind of a detailed explanation of when you get hit with lever. You know, what counts as being a lever. All right. Mm-hmm. So here it is. If you leave too many games and your games played versus games completed percentage falls below our required threshold, you will receive a warning message. This percentage is calculated based on your 20 most recent games. Okay. If you continue to leave games after receiving a warning, you will, which will display in the lower left-hand corner of your screen, you will incur a 75% XP, EXP penalty in all future games. The penalty isn't time-based, but instead will be removed once you complete enough games to raise your games played versus games completed percentage above the required threshold. Again, this, is percent, this percentage is calculated based on your 20 most recent games. So does that mean you only get like... 75% experience of what you would totally get, or does it mean that you reduce their experience by 75%? They reduce their year experience by 75%. Wow. So, wow. That's. I, yeah. I feel like Damn. this is. It's intense if you get to that point, but it seems to me like you got to be a really miserable person to get to that point. To, I mean, you have to leave like, what, 11 games basically during There's the time people- window because you have to have a majority of 20. Yeah, but like these games don't long, last yeah. that long, though. They don't. They're intense enough too. Even if you're losing, where I haven't even had the will to leave when I know we're gonna lose. But there's tons of people who, as soon as things start going south, they'll just leave and try to hop in. I've I've had a lot of people that leave after. Oh, point I have a. had it happen. I have had yeah. it happen. Like we're in King of the Hill, we like we lose the first point. Like oh fucking these guys suck. GG bye Pff, gone. And they leave. Yeah. So what counts as leaving? So if you di- if you disconnect or are removed due to inactivity from a game, it will count the same as if you leave the game intentionally. If you leave the game before assemble your team phases over, 
i.e. before entering your starting spawn rooms, it won't count as a game played. You will not be considered a lever. So in the assemble, like when you see the assemble your team, you can leave. I try to leave around that time frame too. I try to leave during the cards, but sometimes I just like am too focused on reading the stat, the whatever that I forget. And then it's like, oh shit, leave during team assemble. Yeah. So So you can leave leave during team assemble your team. So you can leave during that. That's fair. Uh, I think that's fair. That is fair. Uh, if you leave a game after the match ends, i.e. Af- after you see the victory slash defeat screen, it will count as a game played, and if your team won, it will count as a win. You will not be considered a lever in the scenario. So, once like you know, if you see the, um, the victory defeat screen, uh-huh. so let's say like when they do the play of the game, you can leave that match. You can leave and go to the next one, so you can save yourself a little time. You know, because yeah. that, that's about a minute or so worth of time. Also, that if you're, you're going to be sitting there being salty. Yeah, I was like to say, <laughs> reduce your salt levels. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you leave the game after the Assemble Your Team phase is over, but before the match ends, it will count as a game played. You will be considered a lever in this scenario. Hopefully this helps. If you see the game behaving in a way that's different from what's listed above, be sure to let us know by posting on the bug report forums. That's the way... It is supposed to uh, work. Sounds fair. Yeah. So- um, oh, actually, they posted something else. I didn't even see this. Um, yeah, more info below. As a quick reminder, leaving a couple games in a row won't cause you to be penalized in any way. We understand that there are circumstances either in or outside of your control that may nece- uh, necessitate you needing to step away from a game before it ends. It's only if you repeatedly leave games in succession to the point where it could be considered habitual behavior that you'll be penalized. The threshold at which the 75% EXP penalty will activate is actually pretty high. Not only that, but you will receive a very clear warning message on the main menu if you are getting close to that threshold before any penalty is applied. With that, or with that said, here are some additional answers to your questions. Okay, what if a friend is mid-game and I invite them to a group and it takes him out of the game? That is a very good question. If you join a group and as a result leave your current game with either game either A, after the assemble your team has ended, or B, before you see the victory defeat screen, you will be considered a lever. You will be mm-hmm. considered a lever. We've definitely seen posts that this process, i.e. the fact that when you join a group, you'll be automatically removed from your current game, may not always feel great, but that's certainly feedback for us to consider. See? That's okay. why I never accept you guys' invites until the game is done. <laughs> but no, but dude, that's the thing. Like, Does it really matter if you aren't leaving games on a regular basis? If you're not habitual and a dick about it, no, I don't think so. Yeah, but I don't exactly. Mean... So I fully expect for you to leave your game next time. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's like it says, it's habitual. So if you leave your game to join a group, it probably won't be the end of the world. But you yeah. just got to make sure you play with your group, and your group isn't full of rage quitting assholes. Yeah, and that's the thing; they should really fix that. To be honest with you, you should be allowed to join your group. I think um, you should be allowed to join the group chat, and then after that, like be able to join the game to spectate into until they finish their game. Nah, I think that you should just be able to join the group. To be honest with you. See, but then, like, you're fr- you could literally, like, message your friend, like, hey, this fucking team is, like, r- fucking awful. Can you just, like, invite well, how, me to your group? How often is that going to happen? I mean, uh, I mean how I often think is that going to happen where incompetitive, that Incompetitive, the- I bet you it happens a lot. I bet you in competitive it will happen a lot. If, if Probably, but the thing about competitive, when you're in a game, you're locked to that game. So even if you join the other group, you can't go into any other game except that game. 
Even if I join group with another player? Yep. You so if I join on. group in the middle of a competitive game, it doesn't make me leave that game? Uh, probably shouldn't. If it does, you're still locked into that game because that's how the game works. If you try, if you try to go into any other game, mm-hmm. it'll bounce you right back to that game because you're locked into it. Okay. So uh, I didn't play so a lot that, of competitive, so I don't know. I oh, assumed I know, it yeah. worked the same. So all right. So uh, the other question was, or well, next question was, wait. So you're telling me when the disconnect is on the server side for no reason and it won't let me reconnect, it counts as me leaving on purpose. There is no way I'm reading that right, am I? I guess somebody posted that. It's if your one computer drops, huh? It's one yeah. leave. Chill. If your computer drops <laughs> its connection to the game server due to any potential, uh, any number of potential issues of Hiscup. And this disconnect occurs either A, well, yeah, okay, well, we got that part. What counts as a leave? Um, yes, you'll be considered a leaver. If the game server drops its connection to your computer due to no longer being available at any point during the match, you will not be considered a leaver. So if the server actually drops you, you will not be considered a leaver. Okay. But if, if, let's say, your internet connection you know, shits the bed, yes, you will be considered a leaver. Yeah, it makes sense. Like It's not Blizzard's fault that your internet decided to shit out. All right. So I uh, like the last one was I accidentally joined a friend's game as a spectator, left it, and it occurred to me that it might be considered leaving. Quick Google search later, it turns out leaving as a spectator counts against you. This needs what? to be fixed. And she posted uh, this or he, I don't, I don't know. Uh, this is not intended. Can you please post details in our bug report form? Mm-hmm. So careful about that. <laughs> For so now, if I, I guess so if I joined a spectator game and I leave spectating, it counts as a leave. Yeah, there's probably an oversight on their part that just got to. They They're gonna patch that because yeah. I don't feel like spectating a whole match sometimes. Like you yes, know. exactly, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's our mentions, uh, and that's what. Uh, now you know what counts as being a lever and what count what you know doesn't count as being a lever. Uh, so, try to use that and not get that XP penalty if you want the loot boxes. I, there are some people out there who probably wouldn't even care. Right. You know, especially toward once they start getting everything they can get. Yep. They won't care. Remember, there's people so. that have already prestiged twice, so... <laughs> right, exactly. Don't uh, talk to me about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to our, the patch notes. Uh, this is the first set of patch notes we've actually really had since the game came out. Bond, would you like to do the honors? I would love to. Okay. Oh Overwatch patch notes. What was that? I heard that. <laughs> what? I didn't say shit. I wasn't talking shit at all about patch notes. What? All right. So uh, we got some hero balance changes to uh, <coughs> Nerf McCree. So what we have for McCree here, Peacekeeper, alternate fire, recovery time. The amount of time before McCree starts reloading decreased from 0.75 seconds to 0.3 seconds. Bullet damage decreased from 70 to 45 Developer comments, McCree was performing too well against all targets, making him feel like a must-pick in many situations. By reducing the damage of his alternate fire, McCree is now significantly weaker against tanks like Roadhog and Reinhardt, but still maintains his lethality against smaller targets like Tracer and Genji. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but this kind of made me happy, though I don't think I've seen too, too much of a, uh, a change, I guess. He's still the general counter to almost every class because of his uh, flashbang. Well, well, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's a CC move, so it's it's gonna be it, very. Um, I'm, yeah, but now I don't pick effective. it like all the time. Whenever I need something, I'm well, like, you know, okay, my, I do- my my problem with the nerf was that I just think it was in the wrong direction. It's clear that Blizzard wants McCree to be the counter to fast moving characters, Tracer, Genji, 
you know, even like a Soldier 76, stuff like that. That's what they want with McCree. Mm-hmm. I think McCree should have been a tank buster because that's what his kilt kit was pretty much built for. Mm-hmm. Since the beginning of the beta, he has been a tank buster. I think he'd be a much more unique character if his kit was effective against tanks, but less effective against smaller targets. That means he's not a must pick. Yeah. He's not a great pick in every situation. Yeah, th- if, I mean, he literally case. was stopping like tank stacking. Exactly. You, if you have six, if you have somebody who stacks six Winstons, or let's say six, five Winstons and a Widowmaker, and they're all jumping around, they're all drop putting their shields down, how do you counter that? Because I actually McCree's. fought against that. I fought against that not that long ago, and you know how I stopped it? McCree. By myself. <laughs> By myself. One McCree shut that shit right down. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wasn't killing everybody, but I was killing and I was doing enough damage to the Winstons or stopping them in place that we can kill them and they kept dying and we won the match. But without McCree being able to shred tanks like that, it makes him. Uh, I feel like, you know, he like how, how some... would I have uh, fixed that situation? That being said, his main like... gun too is still pretty powerful. It even is. in semi, yeah, you, I can snipe you can... with that thing. Yeah, the damage fall off though is a little. It. it... It can it reduces the damage I think fairly right. enough. Um, I still think he's in he. I still think he's not like a, a superb tank buster, but I still think he can tank bust to a degree with some help. With some, help. I feel like it's just now like you're not going to instant kill like a tank, like you used like you used to be able to. Like the tank gets like one chance to get out of it basically if you do the combo right. I mean, it depends on the tank. Uh, you do that. You try doing that to a roadhog. You you're probably gonna die. Like you know, as a McCree, mm-hmm. you're probably you're probably gonna die to a well, roadhog. Yeah. yeah, to a roadhog. Yeah, but like you can kill a Reinhardt. You can kill a Zarya. You can kill. You can get Diva out of her mech. You can uh, kill a Winston. I don't know if you're lucky, dude. A lot of those tanks right now, I just don't agree with that. Those tanks are pretty freaking powerful. I mean, yeah, why like, do you think you see so many people right now? I went against the match last night, four tanks, two supports, and they we just couldn't keep up with the damage. You know, those tanks, even with McCree, are still really freaking powerful. How many McCrees did you have? Uh, we had two. Two? Yeah, I've been, I had I've switched been actually, to one, too. I've been mopping up McCrees since the nerf, mm-hmm. to okay. be honest with you. As Zarya. Zarya so feels they like she's give stupid you a, strong now. Yeah. Well, well, Zarya can counter because she can basically just bait out your fucking stun grenade yep. and just not give a shit. Right. Um, well, first of all, in order to she, if I get so, so let's say McCree stuns me first, fan hammer, that takes like let's say about half my health. That means he's gonna roll and do another fan hammer. But by that time, I'm out of the stun and I pop my bubble, I pop my right. uh, barrier. He powers me up and then I fuck him up at that point. You know, right. so and by the time he's done reloading, I'll be well, uh, getting my uh, shield didn't back. Didn't they reduce point. the reload time back to what it used to be? They did, mm-hmm. but still, he still has to reload. They did. I don't That's know. what I'm saying. Like McCree should have been a he should be a tank buster, and his weakness should be smaller characters. Well, don't you think Reaper's the tank buster in a sense? Oh, he is annoying well, he, as shit, so yeah. <laughs> he outputs he outputs a lot of damage. Don't get me wrong, he does, but he just wasn't as an effective a tank buster as McCree was. 
you know, because I'm a creep. Reap- right, but like Reaper can like get out of a bad situation. Like he can typically, if he goes up to a tank, he can fucking blow their fucking brains out. But if he's in a bad situation, he can easily get out of it. But think, okay, with, uh, so his with his uh, phase, whatever the fuck we're gonna call he it, he can. But look, look at him on the one v one situation where you have to, you don't really like you. Know, okay, fine, he can phase and then run away. But mm-hmm. if the tank, let's say if the tank has a healer, which they probably do, then that means that whatever he just did was nullified. What if he has? A, what if he's trying to take a Reinhardt down? You know. You know if you get close to Reinhardt, Reinhardt's fucking hammer is, like, really lethal. We were just talking about that last night, how fast he runs for a big motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I don't know why... I don't know why he can outrun me. I don't know why he can outrun. I don't know why he can outrun. so... dude. You're not getting away from that, man. It's literally weird. It's literally weird, though. I'll be out of range, but he can run at he can walk at me fast enough to where he can catch me. Like, come on. Yeah, it's it's a bit much. Come on. The thing I hate the most is the fact that I can see the top of his hammer as he's swinging, but it's still doing Mm -hmm. damage to me. That bothers the shit out of me. That's what I'm saying. Like McCree was bad because if 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 a Reinhardt did that to a McCree, right? McCree, bam, he stuns him. Fan hammer. Then as the Reinhardt's unstunned and he's chasing McCree, McCree could like you know roll to the side, reload, fan hammer. You know, like he could. That's the thing. McCree can deal with him much faster. That was the thing about McCree. He could deal with tanks quickly. Mm-hmm. He was the fastest to dispatch tanks. Mm-hmm. Well, I still I, think he can blow up Reinhardt. Huh? I still think he can blow up Reinhardt, but. I don't know. Not to mention, he was great at cracking Reinhardt's shield because how much damage he would put onto the shield. Well, like you just get behind him, stun, fan hammer, roll, fan hammer. That put out that outputs what five hundred damage at least. If every single shot hits. Mm -hmm. Okay, if you fuck up your fan hammer at close range, like that's on you. Yeah, at close range. Yeah, but actually, I don't, well, that's how you're is, gonna. That's how you're gonna get a well, stun actually, on I, Reinhardt. I kept, you I kept can't, harassing that Reinhardt yesterday. I was killing Reinhardt with McCree yesterday, but every time I got him, he was already. He was not at full health. He was not at full health at any time, and I had to fan hammer, roll fan hammer to kill him. Still. Well, maybe it's just now you have to work him down a little bit before you go in. Maybe you have to well, prep the kill. Yeah, I, I guess so, but. I think it would it would have been a much better meta having McCree being the tank buster, but being a little bit weaker against uh, other ca- like smaller characters and more mobile characters. See, but and I need ha- and making sure that the tank worked with his See, smaller he, characters to get rid of McCree's. Yeah, but I don't know who can deal with those smaller characters if if McCree isn't the one to do it. Genji's the only one that I think is is the is the main problem. Because Tracer, I can kill a Tracer with Soldier 76. Yeah. Um, Hanzo. I can kill a Tracer nothing, with Meg. Nothing's... I can kill a Tracer with Soldier 76. I can kill a Tracer with May. May only ha- I mean, so Tracer only has three charges. But it's so easy just to stun lock her and then blow her face but off. But it's also easy to pay attention to where she's bursting because you know she's going to go back to it. I mean, as a Hanzo, that's how I freaking trick shot so many Tracers in the forehead. Because I, I just I get that last second I see I know exactly where they're gonna go. I mean I can deal with a tracer. I think McCree is a bigger friggin' problem, way bigger problem with that flashbang. 
Yeah, and I think I just, Genji's the one that's the toughest because the, yes. the way people play Genji now is that they play it like it's fucking Move the fuck jump. around. They just keep on jumping. Just keep on. It's so annoying to deal uh-huh. with. And I that, that I think the cooldown on Genji's reflect needs to be increased to be perfectly honest with you, because it gets used so often. Not to it's, mention if you're a Genji, if you're a Genji uh, playing uh, against a McCree, right? Because yep. McCree's flashbang isn't that fast. It's not that no. fast. So, you know, when you see McCree throw the flashbang, you reflect it, you hit it back at him, now he's stunned. So McCree yeah. is definitely not a hard counter for Genji. Dude, yeah. May is a better counter no, for Genji, if you ask I, me. Uh, because with, with Genji, unlike Tracer, Tracer can zip around a May. With Genji, yeah. he has that one escape move. He has one escape move, and when he does it, May will then have enough time to freeze him. So I think May's yeah. a better counter for Genji. I hate Genji. I don't disagree. <laughs> Every time I see a Genji, I know I'm going to have a hard time, and I'm probably not going to win the fight. No. Well, you know, it I just got, depends. Like, what I'm going to start doing, because so many people are going Genji now, mm-hmm. and here's a uh, WPR pro tip. I'm about <laughs> to start. I, I, if, I, if I see our back line getting harassed by Genji a lot, even on offense, I think I'm gonna start going Symmetra. Symmetra is a really Symmetra good Symmetra is Genji. so fucking good against fucking Genji. Yeah, because mm. I, I see it all the time. I see, <laughs> I see like I'll be Symmetra. I'll lock on the Genji, and then I'll see Genji do his reflect, and it's doing nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like what? Okay, I'm just gonna cook you. We're just gonna cook you for a little bit. Oh, you're and that's dead. because okay, like whatever. they're so used to hitting that. They're so used to hitting that as like a as an escape tactic. I go reflect, reflect, yeah. and nothing happens. But I don't think they need to increase the cooldown on reflect because like either that it, or make it's it not already last pretty as decently long. long. It lasts a long but time. It, it needs to last a while for Bastion and Torbjorn turret. Like that's yes. literally why. Well, that's the thing. But the thing is, like, once when Genji does that, right? When Genji does the reflect, you're pretty much at his mercy because when he has reflect up, you're not going to shoot at him, right? Yep, he can right. easily do the dash move into you and hurt you at that point. Unless you're a beam character, I mean, Symmetra is a beam May. character. Yes, uh, he can deflect. He can deflect it? the rounds from Mercy. That bothers me. Well, any well, type I mean, of projectile, yeah. yes. Anything that's a projectile, but yeah, a it has to be a beam. Has to be no, a beam, yeah. Yeah, it has to be a beam. So you're talking a straight continuous beam only. I mean, yes, I know that that's yes. the only thing that can be, you know, can't be blocked, but right. I don't know. It's a freaking ray attack. I'm like, ugh. I mean, then it shouldn't be able to block. Then grenades should just explode in his face off of it because that's how grenades work. They touch an object and go boom. Um, <laughs> that's true. I mean, but, I mean if we block, if, if Junkrat dies, he can block all those rounds he drops. Can he really? Yes, I've I've he seen can it. Dro- he can. I've never seen someone block the uh, the fucking what what did, what's it called in Call of Duty? Last yeah, stand. I've never yeah I've never seen that shit. Yeah, I've, I've seen I've like seen yeah. Well, get I me. Mean, Genji I, can even reflect Hanzo's ultimate. Really? Oh yeah, if it's close enough. Yeah. yeah if, if he blocks, if the arrow, blocks the arrow that Hanzo shoots, uh, it'll turn the ultimate against the team. Because I've seen yeah, Diva but he has to be like up close and personal. Ult. Which I was like, where the fuck did my ult just go? I just popped in there. Yeah. And it was Diva. Diva can negate. If sh- but that's why you don't shoot that shit close up to anybody. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think we have... Well, actually, I mean, shit. Before McCree 
when because I said I probably primarily use McCree as a tank buster. If we have multiple tanks on the enemy team and they were causing trouble, the first thing you hear me say of a com is that we need McCree. Yeah, because McCree can I'll handle that or a Widowmaker. And we had other characters that can handle Genji, that can handle uh, Tracer. And that's why I think McCree should have been a tank buster with a weakness to smaller characters. But Blizzard doesn't feel the same. Blizzard thinks that McCree should be handling these smaller, faster characters and not tank busting. I mean, you can still tank bust with Zar- um, Reaper. Not Zarya, but um, Reaper, Farah makes Farrah's a great tank, tank buster. Um, if you can land rockets. If you can land rockets, but the targets are so big. Yeah. And you can crack you can crack Reinhardt's shield pretty quick with rockets, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, it's not the end of the world. It's and not you don't put yourself world. in danger, because you're just, like, flying, being like... Exactly. That's why I think McCree was a, just a better tank buster, because he didn't have to worry about Widowmakers. Well, I mean, obviously he had to worry about Widowmakers, but being on the ground, like, Farrah is a, a big full balloon for a Widowmaker. You know, or a Hanzo, or, or yeah. a Soldier 76. Yeah. You know, and that, that's what I was... That's, that, that's why I just yeah. think McCree... Turning him in, into you know a non-factor for tanks was a problem. Well, not a problem, but it was the, it was the wrong move. But not the end of the world. Um, I did put out a tweet because I was pretty pissed. I was using McCree and I couldn't use him to you know stop this three tank this like double Reinhardt push that I was dealing with. And I was I, I was pissed. I said McCree was uh I said McCree was useless. Uh-huh. He's not useless, but you just like he's just not a good pick like he used to be. You have to he rethink how nerf. you use him. Yeah, he needed a nerf. They nerfed him, but I just think they nerfed him in the wrong direction. Basically. They nerfed the fan hammer instead of the grenade, basically. The well, it's not bang. even that. Well, the, the flashbang needed to be nerfed because of range. But I think the fan hammer should have been made less accurate. We talked about that said it several times. Did they right. not reduce the accuracy at all? Just the damage of it. Just the damage. Oh. Well, so. that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, but uh, go ahead. Let's move on to Widowmaker. Going on to Widowmaker. Good. Alternate fire scoped shot. Base damage decreased from 15 to 12. And with a note here, it says scoped shot damage multiplier remains unchanged. Headshot damage multiplier increased from two times to two and a half times. Players must now wait for the unscoping animation to completely finish before scoping. Thank you. Infrasight. Ultimate cost increased by 10% with the comments. In the right hands, Widowmaker can often feel unstoppable even when just landing body shots instead of critical headshots. The changes to her alternate fire weakened body shot damage while leaving her headshot damage unchanged. Additionally, we felt her ultimate ability Infrasight was coming up a little too frequently, especially considering its impact on the game. Now, I don't think that last part there is just her. I think it's coming up quite a bit for a couple other heroes in general. Mercy. Uh, Hanzo. Hanzo. And I play Hanzo. Him and Zenyatta are my favorite characters in Mercy, you know, and I that thing comes up a lot. I, yeah, especially I mean, for Mercy. I think Hanzo's, Mercy needs to be yeah. cooled down a little bit. But Hans is ridiculous. How I mean, there's so often where you hear him do his alt, and then like it's 90 seconds later, you hear it again. Not it's even 90 news. seconds yeah. later sometimes. <laughs> it's just the random damage that he gets, and it just stacks so much energy for no fucking reason. I don't know. I don't, I, get it. I don't see it that much. You say from the random damage, you mean like a scatter shot and such? 
Because I don't notice it well, nearly scatter, as much on the scatter shot as I do the direct hits. Well, there's tons no, of, I mean, I literally mean just like launching arrows into a space. Yeah, there's where tons you of houses that just launch arrows into an open space and hope somebody Why runs not? into it. I must You've be doing it wrong, man, because I do not play him like that. I must be doing it wrong. Well, of course you're doing it wrong. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't just like draw your arrow, launch it, just in case someone walks that way. Uh, like, because I use my unless you like actually see an enemy. Yeah, I, I either do it with that or I keep up my uh, my sonar arrow, and I use that to my advantage well, yeah, significantly. But, then you use this... but I find myself spending a lot of well, time yeah. in the mid to back range defending the people in the back because there's always that tracer or reaper that'll go back, and I can usually destroy them and stop you know quite a bit from there. But the Mm. Again, Hanzo is one of my favorite players. I have the most time played with that character, and right. that arrow has saved me so many times, or saved games so many times because of the area denial capability of it. But again, yeah, right. I do think it comes yeah. up too quickly sometimes. I hate to I'd say, say that. the same with Mercy's ultimate because I love Mercy to death, oh. and I think she's great. But man, dude, I know it's based off like how much damage yeah. I'm healing, and I know like, well, your team just doesn't need to take so much damage, and it wouldn't fucking heal. People need to clean their kills, and then Mercy wouldn't get that. Blah 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 blah. blah. But I'm like, dude, seriously, like if she no, can get two reses cheap. off in under a minute, under a minute to like, two minutes. And you yeah. can, if your enemy, if your if your team's taking damage, like I love playing with divas. I get ultimates all the time with diva. <laughs> like, right. I get. I can heal you as a mech. I can heal you as a person. Cool. Awesome. I'm just gonna fucking heal you. All Roadhog, even better. Roadhog's even better. Man, I can heal you this much when you don't even need to use your gas grenade? Sure. Give me that meter. Give me that meter. <laughs> yeah. Take that meter all day. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't necessarily have a problem with the changes they made to Widowmaker, but this is more just about from people crying. Like, I didn't think Widowmaker well, there was a problem with Widowmaker at all. The body shot issue is annoying. I'm sorry. Shouldn't like, be able to body shot Zenyatta in one hit. Any, You shouldn't be able to body shot anybody in one hit, period. I would agree with that. Like, two shot, sure, I'll give you a two body shot hit, fine. But, like, one shot body shot, like, no. That's, no. Uh Uh-uh. That should give Zenyatta more incentive to keep his ass in cover. (laughs) But he has no mobility. Like, zero mobility on this motherfucker. And his health is 150. Like, it's kind of like, come on. Like even I, I get it. Tracer is mobile, so you know it makes it might make more sense. Yeah, getting a body shot on her to kill her, but like Zenyatta, no, that's a little rough. That is, but how can I, well, I mean? I guess a Widowmaker isn't necessarily supposed to be the counter to Tracer. You know, there's somebody else has to take care of that. But Tracer can be a huge problem for a Widowmaker if she gets close to her. Yep. Oh yeah, anyone's a trouble to Widowmaker now if she's close to now the assault rifle's been toned down a little bit too where I was like really this bitch is good up close and fucking far away like really okay well, I don't know they, I don't know she man wasn't, she wasn't really good up close to be honest with you. she had to you had to be like you had to hold the barrel into somebody's chest to get a kill I don't know it doesn't feel that way what, lately what my man. problem was that she would weak it would feel like she would weaken me down to the point to where it's like oh no I can just like clean you off when you come get me or whatever it feels to me With like that rifle, rifle, it feels to me like her rifle has gotten a lot stronger lately. I know that's probably not the case, but it, I've been able to get kills pretty reliably with that, and I can see the health just dropping on them. Yeah, well, my next fucking thing I want tweaked is fucking Reaper's range damage. That's stupid. Whatever, that's me just bitching about Reaper. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I mean, I- I- 
like I said, I don't, I don't mind the nerf all that much because I uh, I get mostly headshots when I play with her anyway with my yeah. kills. Either I'm missing or I'm I'm getting a headshot. <laughs> That's generally the way it is. You know, so, um, moving on here, uh, looks like we've got some hero fixes for some bugs. One was uh, fixed a bug that allowed Mercy to gain ultimate charge whenever boosting an ally who was attacking a barrier or ice wall. That's actually kind <laughs> of messed up. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, fixed a bug okay. that allowed Reaper to shadow step to unintended locations on certain maps. I kind of really want to know what those unintended. <laughs> I, w- I, want, I want details. I want to know like where those were. <laughs> I demand pictures. Yeah, I didn't know that Mercy could, you know, gain charge off of, you know, boosting an ally to shooting an ice wall. I well, imagine that's sure be... something they were trying to keep under wraps until they fixed it. Yeah. Uh-huh. They probably didn't want to broadcast this was happening. Lord yeah, this is a problem. We're going to fix it. Like, a lot of people don't want to, you don't, you don't want to tell a whole bunch of people that. Right. Yeah, they'll just abu- because then they'll just abuse the fuck out of it until it's fixed. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Well, thanks for reading those patch notes. <laughs> it's been a long time. I figured you'd enjoy it. I missed it. I missed it. Not since uh, my Kumbaya circles on Reddit there for uh, prayer lists on not getting the uh, beta invites. I was say, it takes you right back to not having a beta invite, right? And now I'm sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Let's move on to uh, Jeff Kaplan. He made a forum post. Actually, it was kind of surprising because... Somebody posted the forums asking them, asking Jeff Kaplan to detail what they're working on. He's like, okay, here we go. So, um, yeah, did you guys get a chance to read this forum post? I did. Mm-hmm. I, I, I read a little bit of it. I didn't read all of it. It's pretty long and pretty detailed, but I'm going to break it down here. So, I mean, the first thing he talks about is competitive play, which I don't want to get too deep into because we're going to talk about competitive play in a minute here. But um, so that's like the main thing they're working on because that competitive play is going to drop at the end of June. Uh, one thing I did like that he said about that is that they're looking to possibly do public test realms so that, you know, when they want to implement features in the future, they can have a test realm for a competitive play and see how people like that. Um, obviously, they're working on new heroes. We know that Sombra is on the way as well as um, Lau. At least those those are the rumors now. It'd be funny if it was somebody else completely different, but we'll see. Uh, they're working on new maps. We did learn that one map is definitely in the production pi- pipeline. It's the it's I guess as he says with their artwork team right now. So probably still way too early for us to really talk about, but we know we're getting a new one, and I would imagine. I mean, maybe by August, September ish, we'll see a new map right before Legion comes out. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it would probably uh, like. Do you think around late? Do you think they'd really do that? Yeah, probably. I think so. There's just plenty of time. There's plenty of time between now and then. We're not yeah, even in just... July yet. That's plenty of time. Yeah. Okay. So they also he was also talking about. I guess they work on a lot of maps. I would imagine. Uh, but he was also talking about Oops. another map that everybody liked, but they can't use it because it's just too dominant for snipers. And they're really trying to. I guess if they can figure out a way to balance it out they'll bring it out but if not mm-hmm. it'll be something we never see but I guess that brings the question does every map need to be balanced for every character uh, every character needs to be fun on every map or at least be 
every because if, you, if that's what you're saying if every character needs to be useful or fun or playable on every map you're gonna have a lot of maps that feel the same to be perfectly honest with you that's true i mean some heroes could excel on certain maps let's put it that way but no hero should feel super inept does that make sense? Like, unplayable. Like, it, you should never fucking play this hero on this map ever. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, that, and that, that's my, I guess that's, 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 that's my point, is that I don't think every hero should be viable. That's not viable on every single map. Well, it shouldn't be like every hero is viable, but every hero shouldn't be, like, so in, inviable that it would just be, like, never fucking touch this shit. You know what I mean? Right. I, I mean, don't know. I, I, I don't know. Have in line. Having, having a, a map where snipers excel, I don't think is that big of a problem. No. And it could be frustrating. Like, some people may hate the map. It would be frustrating for them. But that's when you got to work as a team yep. and be able to push through these certain points. Turn right, it into more agree. of a competitive map as opposed to a pub map. Well, no, no, it needs to be available to the public. Well, no, to, it would be, but it, it, it would be to quick play, but I feel like you'd see more play out of it. You'd see more use out of it if it was more of a, you know, competitive map, I, I guess. I mean, I don't see a problem with having a map where snipers excel as long as you have something else to counter that it. can to counter it. Do you know what I mean? Like Dorado you have, has like, that kind of in the beginning where there's a couple of points which are pretty wide open and a sniper can excel, but once you get into that final point, right. you know, snipers and they have, have a lots of Well yeah, the final and the final point kind of fucking sucks for snipers, but you gotta get past that. Yep. And they also give you tons of ways to get to sniper points in that map as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I, w- I I'd have to it would be interesting to see them balance it out right because the only problem is like defenders would be six widows or you know three hanzos three widows what do you do uh six divas and get kind of upset and then hate that there's hero stacking like that i mean literally all i could think of is be like six divas and go ram your face in them and just go pew 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 like i don't know well yeah, yeah. i mean that will lead to just stacking but i mean there's counters. I mean, even if it's a sniper-heavy map, there's still a counter to it. Yeah, I just... I, f- I also think it would be, like... They have to make it not so obvious at first, I guess, when you're first playing a map that it's very sniper-friendly, and people need to learn that, like, oh, this is a really sniper-friendly map. Like, how certain maps have turned into, like, over time, it's like, oh, this is a very turret-heavy map. Like, turrets are really good here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, like, it, it gets learned over time versus, like, right out of the gate we're saying, like, hey, this is a sniper awesome map. And you can easily tell from these, this and this point. You know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm not a game designer, so fuck me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's move on. Let's, uh, so, what else do you talk about here? They're working on better features for spectators and broadcasters. He actually mentioned that in this competitive play video. They're working on improving highlights and play of the game, uh, especially for console. They would <laughs> they're going to be they're going to be working on play of the game forever. Like this is going to be just a constant. Like we're working on play of the game, guys. Like well, you know Blizzard, like Blizz, BlizzCon 2020. Hey, remember how we were going to play of the game? 
Still doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know the funny thing about playing the game is on console, because Bastion gets a lot of play in the game, right? And no, people, no, really? No shit. I was no about shit. to go and say that to when you said earlier. <laughs> you play the game uh, a lot on console, but that what? doesn't have any... In my Shut opinion, that's not about the game. That's about the player base. If you don't want Bastion getting you a play of the game all the time, stop running in the like stop running head first in the Bastion, especially once you know he's there. But I want to look at the bird. I want that <laughs> highlight intro with the bird, and I want it on my finger and hearts. <laughs> okay, I'm ignoring you at this point. Um, for highlights, I mean, I think the thing the thing that they need to add to highlights quickly, uh, and I can't imagine it'd be too difficult to do, but put somebody on uh, uploading highlights directly to YouTube. There you go. Or Facebook. That Please just let me difficult. save my fucking highlights to my desktop or anything. Raps, dude. So yeah, I don't have Because literally right now I am having to like load my highlight up Put my record feature for my graphics card on and record that shit and Just save use it to Fraps, my dude. desktop. Fraps goes and works. Even the free yeah, version. I use DX Tori. Just fucking give me a way to fucking import it straight from highlights and then I don't have to worry about the shit. Yes. <laughs> it shouldn't be that big of a challenge like you were saying because they have it to where you can set up uh, Twitter in WoW to where you they give you a, a friggin' selfie camera and those things will go straight to Twitter or Facebook. I see the face you're making there. <laughs> yeah. Well, WoW uses a totally different engine. They probably have to build it into this engine. you know. Right. So, I mean, they just need to do it. And, and I think that should be... I, I can't imagine it's that difficult to do, but I know they do have priorities. So uh, They're working on improving brawls. I don't think you really got too deep into it, but I guess new, new types of brawls and things like that. Um... What else? Oh, they're working on player customization options. Like, I guess sometime in the future, we may see, you know, like a, uh, uh, a random, like you can choose a random pose when you win, I guess. Well, you can do that. Well, you can do that with hero highlights. So I don't know why you can't do it with other things. You can do random hero highlights? Yeah, there's a random button in hero highlights. No, I didn't know that. I mean, you have to have them unlocked, but I mean, Obviously, you have yeah. more than one. Yeah, I didn't know that. I did not know no. that. I don't get I don't, a lot of I, hero highlight. Um, no, they're purple. Yeah, I don't get a lot of hero highlight uh, rewards, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I get emotes. So, All right, well, they're also working on the high bandwidth feature. That's the 60 hertz that we were talking about. And console bugs. Like, things that I, I can't imagine... The, I don't understand how they thought it was okay for these things to make it pass, but so on console, you were unable to leave the game as a group. Yeah, that's a problem. Mike just said what? He mouthed what, but didn't hear. I guess he forgot this is a <laughs> podcast and not a Twitch stream. <laughs> but, um... What? Yes, you cannot leave as a group. It is a pain in the ass. And you were also... How? Go ahead. That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> You're also unable to accept someone requesting to join your group. So, like, you know, <gasps> on, <laughs> on uh, PC, if somebody wants to join your group, like Bond, actually, Bond can just join my group because we're friends. But if, let's say, you suggest somebody else to join the group and they need my approval, you can't do that on console. Because actually, the, the funny thing is, there's a drop down that comes down and says, this person wants to join your group. Yes or no. But there's no way to accept yes or no. Well, it's because fuck consoles. That's probably why. I don't know. Oh, of course. That's right. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Who? 
Who tested this? Yeah, I don't know. Because that's gotta that be something this. really easily tested and found. Yes. Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So, um, I guess the last thing that I do need to say is that all the stuff we just talked about that Jeff Kaplan brought up, none of it's guaranteed. Uh-huh. None of it. Well, yeah, a lot of it could be based off the Sony f- network. Well, he just said. Well, he just said that. I mean, Xbox Live. He said that a lot of it's been worked on. Not everything gets worked on. It's published. You know how many different podcasts we've done that never saw the light of day? Oh, I'm sure lots. How many versions of the website like I have tucked away somewhere or features that I've built, <laughs> spent time building and never put up? <laughs> like it, Just because something gets built does not mean it's actually going to get used. One day. One day, one day, my birds will fly. One day, my birds will fly. So, uh, but yeah, that was really that was awesome that Jeff Kaplan even brought any of that stuff up because usually developers won't do that because then people are just expecting it. Yeah, you know. So, well, I mean, I mean, I'm sure Blizzard knows how to handle this kind of shit from WoW and other stuff like that. So, right. And they just might not just give a shit anymore. They just be like, whatever. We have a successful game. Fuck it. Tell you what we want. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, deal with it. So moving on. Have a skin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jeff Kaplan, for uh, you know talking it I up. Have to, I have to admit, I am impressed with how Blizzard is being so buzz. This is your business buzzword of the day: transparent with us on Overwatch so far. But obviously, they are not telling us every goddamn thing. But like. The stuff they are telling us, a lot of people just wouldn't even spend two minutes saying it anywhere else. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Jeff also dropped a video about the competitive play update. Did you guys get a chance to watch that? I did. Bond? Uh, I, yeah, I watched the video. I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go for it. Well, actually... Give me a second. Let's let me roll through what there was in the video. Then we'll talk about why you're disgruntled. <laughs> so, first off, the season length is going to be about 2.5 months. So about every, and then they're going to take a two week break, and then they're going to bring it back. So every three months will be a new season. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, every three months a new season. Uh, they made changes from the beta, like because you know obviously the competitive was in the beta, but from the beta they made changes to sudden death because in beta. 30, 35% of the matches went to sudden death, and that's too much. And I can attest to that. A lot of matches did go for sudden death, but you know why they went to sudden death? Because they don't use stopwatch. They Basically, in competitive, in order to win, when you're attacking, you have to, get, you have to complete the level. You have to get to the last point, okay, and take it. Or push the payload to the last point and take it. And then, when you're defending, you have to completely stop the other team from winning. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, they cannot... They, they have to do the same exact thing that you do. So, what would happen mm-hmm. a lot of times, on offense, you wouldn't make it all the way to the end. And on defense, you would keep them back. Especially on a map like uh, Dorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would happen all the time. Uh, then it would go to sudden death. People were say, telling Blizzard in the beta that they need to use stopwatch. Blizzard doesn't want to use stopwatch because they think that it's uh, more entertaining to watch the full match. I think that, that's just... an esports decision, and that's why I don't like esports like that. To be honest with you, 
I really wish that they would just do it by point. Every point you capture would be like this, like you get this many points. Every point you stop, you get this many points. That's just, you know oh, what yeah. I mean. I know and you, you mean. get a bonus for actually winning, or, well, or I well maybe not. If I don't that's know. the case, they might as well just use stopwatch because well, stopwatch, they would have to use stop. Yeah, stop. Oh, yeah, stopwatch is essentially, you know, let's say you're attacking, you get to the second checkpoint. But when you're defending your team, your your enemy team or your enemy uh, your enemy only gets to the first checkpoint. You win because you mm-hmm. got farther. Right. That's, that's but there's not a, but it's not based off a of time, and you still have to finish the match. Well, well, that's the thing. Like in the current one, you still have to finish it out. Right. You know, but with stopwatch, you would still with stopwatch. With you the- have you know, if the enemy team couldn't get to the second checkpoint by the end of the time limit, they will lose. If the enemy right, team didn't I, get as far as you did. But go ahead, I'm sorry, Mike. Well, like the I think like the problem is like you'd only have so much time to do whatever versus like if we did it by like this is how many points you get at each point, like you're still not limited by like you have to do it in this amount of time or whatever, right? Or would you? Cuz like you could well, yeah, completely the, the, whole, the whole game is time-based. So if they yeah. did yeah, that's the thing like if they didn't get to the second point or Whatever point well, a certain you could get time, held maybe. up for a really long time at one point and then not at the next. I guess. I've seen right. it happen plenty of times. So like you could catch the so the enemy team could catch the first point in like two minutes. And then if you didn't also catch that first point in like two minutes, like fuck you, you're screwed. Reset game. Right? So like maybe if you did it by like each point is worth so many points or something. Maybe then, like, you're still going to have to finish the game. But then it would go to tiebreaker only if you defended as many points as they did and you attacked and only got as many points as they did. You know what I mean? I I still think Stopwatch can encompass all that, though. Maybe, but at least this way they would have to still finish the matches, I think. Eh, maybe. Um, I know in Counter-Strike, well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that anymore, because I don't know how the leagues run anymore, but in Counter-Strike, back with Cal, even if you lost a match, like, by, like, numbers-wise, mm-hmm. you still mm-hmm. had to play it out, because depending on how many rounds you won totally, you can get a better placement against another team that lost, if that makes sense. So, Counter-Strike, you have to play 30 rounds. Let's say um, you get blown away... 15-0 in the first half. That mm-hmm. means the, t- the other team only has to win one round on the second half, and they win that one round. You still want to play as hard as you can so you can get the other 14 rounds because that would still give you better placement overall. You know, so maybe if they can incorporate something like that, but the way it is right now is like you basically, it counts as a loss if you, you know, if you don't make it all the way to the end on either side, and that's why sudden death was so happening so frequently. So that they're doing something to change that now. I'm curious to see what it is because he didn't get too deep into it. Um, now, also, sudden death will no longer res- will now uh, resolve on the map that you were playing. They didn't do that before. Basically, sudden death. If you were on Dorado, sudden death would be on Elios. Sudden death would be. It was on, a King of the Hill map. It was a King of the Hill map. That's not the case anymore. Now, sudden death is going to take place on the same control on the same map that you were playing on. So maybe in sudden death, they're doing stopwatch. <laughs> I don't know how if I agree with that though, because like you could be, you could have, 
both of you could win on attack and both of you could have failed on defense. Mm-hmm. And then one per- one team's going to get attack, one team's going to get defense. And based off the last two fucking rounds, unless, you know, you pull something off, like, I, I don't... I don't know if I completely agree with that. I was almost fine with the I was fine playing with the on Ilias. Yeah, I was fine yeah. with the Hill as well. So I don't know why they fucking changed that. I thought that was that was pretty smart of them to do actually. And now they just kind of reverted it. Yeah. Well, there's something else they did, and we'll get into it in a second. But uh, in terms of uh, the last thing, well, actually, this wasn't even about sudden death, but the format and assault matches. That's stuff like Temple of Anubis. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and not King's Row, because King Row turns into a payload, but King, Temple of Anubis, so let's just stick with that. Uh, those ma- Something's happening in those maps now, and in competitive, that'll make them last longer. The only thing I can think of is that once you take a point, it's no longer locked. If the enemy comes and takes that point, the enemy can come and take that point back. Maybe. Oh my fucking god, please no. But that, I mean, like, th- well, first of all, I wouldn't the reason I think it's a bad idea because think about it. In Temple of Anubis, unless they change the spawn, and they might have changed the spawn, but in Temple of Anubis, when you get the first point, your spawn is right there where A is. Yeah. So even if the enemy, even if the, the defending team pushes back outside, you know, and back that into that point, yeah. they're going to have a, the spawn is right there. How difficult is that going to be? And, le- and the thing is, the Sounds- spawn, you know, unless. You know, you just I guess focus on the on that door that people come out of, but still, like how many? How difficult is that going to be? I don't know. I don't like know. he didn't give us that many details about. It. That's kind of the difficult thing here. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. What you're? T- I I just. Well, I like know. I said that, he didn't give us details. I don't know if that's the way it's going to be or not. But that's the only thing I can think of to make assault matches last longer. It's the only thing I can think of. Now, the one thing that. I think it's a bad idea. They got rid of tiers. There were five tiers before. There was Challenger, Advanced, uh, Master, something. I, I can't remember the rest of them. Or Expert, Master, and uh, Hero. Mm-hmm. They're getting rid of those. Now you're going to have placement matches. Okay? And when you get done with your placement matches, you'll get a skill rating. And mm-hmm. apparently, I guess you're going to... You're supposed to be placed with other people in your skill rating. And that's going to go up and down. So this is so, where I was kind of disgruntled a little bit. It's, it's yeah. MMR. Because the MMR that we have now in some of the games that we play, I feel isn't that great because I get put into matches where people are either just cheesing it up and doing stupid shit or, you know, you get like really stellar groups. It's so off and on. Like, I'm not so sure if I like this part of it. Well, you know how the MMR really kind of works, right? Like you do well in quick play. It like you do you get like a couple of matches where you do stellar at, and then you get player against people that you wouldn't do stellar, and you get smacked the fuck back down. And it sucks because it's not just you. Like you said, you can't just carry in the game, so you can't affect it no, even you if you can't have the carry skill rating. So you have to depend on other people to go and really help you for that. And you know, if you get those MMR, you know that that certain MMR group is, it's just going to be bad which, for you. Which is what tiers was good for, because you get paired against people in your same tier. So then it's exactly. like you're getting, like mm-hmm. that's why you're that's the whole point. And I understand they're trying to keep skill MMR that way, but like they, they could kind of like secretly be like, this is your skill, and this is the people that are in your skill range. 
you know, this is how high, how the highest level of people you could get. This is the lowest people you could get. But I don't understand why the fuck you wouldn't just make a tier list. Exactly. Or a tier system, like, instead. Like, I don't get that. Yeah. And, I mean, I think the problem is that, let's say you have a bunch of bad games in a row. Um, The lowest tier that you could go would be uh, advanced one before. You would Mm -hmm. never drop, after you're out of Challenger, you would never dip back into Challenger. Now, 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 if you drop low enough, now you're going to be uh, in that in that range of bad players. And because you're in that range of bad players, you may never get back out of that. You may never climb back out of that. If you're part oh, of the bronze League of Legends. Exactly. Like, syndrome. Whereas with Challenger, with Challenger, the reason it was good before, because with Challenger, you just kept playing. And if you were serious about competitive, if you just kept playing, you would eventually get out of that. And go to advanced. Challenger it was like everybody. Advanced was like bronze league. You know, that's what advanced was. And then you know, uh, getting into expert and master is probably where you want to be for serious play or for good players. But now you're you, because you can dip back into that pool of people who are just checking shit out. You know, who don't really care about it. Uh, who may be trolling and don't care about losses and competitive now, you know, you could be stuck in that crab barrel versus before you can get out of challenger and never go back in. That's why I have a problem with it, to be honest with you. That's, mm-hmm. that's my biggest issue with it. But uh, Jeff is saying that, you know, it can now this also scared me too, because he said that if you are, cause it's going to show everybody's skill level and, it, and it's going to show the team's average skill level. If your team average skill level is less than the other team you're playing, if you lose, apparently you're going to lose less points. Mm-hmm. But if you win, you're going to win more points and vice mm-hmm. versa. If you are uh, higher, skilled. Hi- higher skilled and you lose, you're going to lose more points. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily, I mean, I guess it, uh, I guess it does um, still count because if you, if you're if you have if you have the higher ranking, you'd be like, we definitely can't lose this guy, these guys. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. I just it resets every three months though, right? Like, and then you do the skill test again, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I wonder if it's going to carry over any data from the previous uh, season over. That's Maybe. what I'll be. Interested I mean, in. that's what it felt like in StarCraft. Like, be honest with like you. do a weighted like weighted like okay you were here this time let's test you let's see if you actually improved or you've gotten worse or are you still the fucking same that's what but you're not yeah. gonna be platinum fucking diamond level or whatever because you were still here yeah that's what it felt like in starcraft it really felt like every time the season reset when i would go do my placement match it would just place me back in the league i, I just i just finished it you know so we'll we'll see uh, there will be certain. There will be fast access to certain rewards. Apparently, there's going to be some golden guns coming out or golden weapons. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, not just golden weapons, but like you know, I guess these like super elite weapons, not necessarily more powerful, but they look really good. And apparently, players in competitive will be able to get them faster somehow. So I'm curious about that. He did, like the, the video didn't have m- much detail, but it kind of set us up to tell us what we we should be looking forward to. I mean, it was no. I think everyone saw like they were going to incentivize like 
play good and you'll get this. We just didn't know what this was. Right. Well, apparently, I think if you don't play competitive, actually, I don't know, maybe you still have to play competitive, but the better you play competitive, I know the faster you'll get this weapon. Oh, you'll get these. these I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some competitive only unlocks. Like, that's not uncommon in game styles like this. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind. I know in beta, you were not interested in competitive at all. I don't give a shit about competitive. I'll play it if I really (laughs) feel like it. But, like, I don't. I am not about to make this game League of Legends again. I'm not going down that road. No, I feel you. I feel you. I don't want to kick up any League of Legends PTSD. (laughs) <laughs> oh god yeah alright let's move on this is our last segment here um, so we were calling it WPR tips but Nick from WoW Talk in like two seconds came up with a Nick. much better name fucking Nick every goddamn time yeah, never so fails he, he has deemed it watch pointers and from here forth <laughs> I decree this segment is called watch pointers <laughs> so last week uh, last episode we talked about supports and how to choose the right support so if you're interested in that go check out episode 10 not 10.5 but episode 10 <laughs> uh this episode we are going to talk about counterpicking because it's something that either I, I see people doing it wrong or not doing it all and it possibly could be because people just don't know how to properly counterpick you know and the thing about counterpicking is uh, it's Counterpicking isn't just seeing that somebody is a Widowmaker. So you go Widowmaker. That's not counterpicking. <laughs> you know? I hate that so much. Please don't do that. Oh my gosh. I don't like sniper wars. I don't like them. No, it's not I see people, fun. Remember when you say some of these things. They're like, well, Widowmaker, she's long range. I have to be long range, so I got to go Hanzo or Widowmaker. And so you'll see that. No, that's not no. counterpicking. Okay. Uh, counterpicking is making a smart pick based off of all the information that is available to you. So the first thing when it comes to counterpicking, first thing you got to do is look at your team, not the other team, your mm-hmm. team. Because if you have somebody on your team that can handle whatever is causing the issue for you, you need to talk to that guy or girl and say, look, dude, you need to handle this. You need to... Talked. You you need to shoot first. Like actually, I was playing on console at Waldy seventy seven. We're ha- we're getting pummeled on a new bunny, uh, by a Farah, and so <laughs> I, I started talking shit to our Hanzo because we have a Hanzo. <laughs> okay, and you know it worked because he got so frustrated he actually got on comms. And started getting smart back with me and saying, oh, I just killed this Reinhardt. That's what he told me. I was like, that's great. But there's a Farrah in the sky that's kicking our ass. You're the only person who can kill her. We need you to kill the Farrah. Next thing I know, boom, he starts killing the Farrah. <laughs> 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 and, and then he was like, true. <laughs> we are teaching the wrong things here. Well, well I'm, not saying, I look, like... I, I'm not saying it was the right thing to degrade him. But I'm just saying it worked. <laughs> that's all I'm, I apologize to him after if I, that so we renamed the segment and this is the first pointer we're gonna go with talk shit I apologize to him after we played a few games after that Like he was cool about it he understood the frustration you know I, I, I do run into some games I didn't games. say I fucked his mother or something like that after so you know we're cool 
you know, we do get some games where that'll go and happen, uh, especially within the past week or two. You know, you get people like, hey, we really need somebody to go and take care of this. Instead of the usual me of being like, all right, I'm going to go and drop this role that we really need right now or this hero to go and do that. I, I, I actually go and tell people, I'm like, hey, man, if you want to pick up the character I'm playing right now because we need it, I'll swap to this other role to go and take out that person if I can't do it. And usually you'll get people that'll make some changes and, you know, you play a couple of games with people and you show that you can actually do what you're supposed to. I think people are a little more open to, you know, taking the suggestions in. Yep. Yeah. Like you you have to, and I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. You alone cannot typically counterpick a whole strategy by yourself. Only in rare instances or really bad team opposition right. comps can you really solo counterpick a whole team. Right, yeah, so you can't just drop the role that you're playing because it's probably important, especially if you are a support or a tank. You really don't want to drop those roles. So if I'm you're already in any role I play, shit. Uh, unless you're double tank, double support, then you might yeah, be okay, able to get story, away with yes. it. Uh, but like, if, if you have somebody that's are if if okay, so if you have somebody that's a bastion at the end of a at, at the end of a hallway. Uh, you know, that's got some range and they're causing some trouble for you guys. You know, you have somebody that's already a Hanzo or somebody that's already a Widowmaker. Like, hey, can you can you pop this guy? You know, draw their attention to it. You do that. So that's the first thing I take a look at. Then you still have to look at your team. Like, um, you know, makes you know if if you're like attacking or even defending and you're getting your and you're getting walloped, right? You got to look at your team. Like, what are we missing here? What are we missing? Like. Are we dying too much? Are we taking too much damage and uh-huh. not getting replenished? Maybe I should be a healer. Uh, are we dying and not getting back fast enough? Maybe I should be uh, Symmetra. Is our backline getting fucked up? Maybe I should be Symmetra. You know, um... <laughs> <laughs> keep going with this. <laughs> Word of the line: If you're playing defense, be Symmetra. No, yeah, I'm yeah. Kidding. <laughs> um... no, but that's the thing. Like, you, you have to look at what your team composition has and see if there's any holes in it. But then on top of that. Then that's when I would start to look at the other team and see what's going on. Because sometimes your team comp is decent, like it's balanced, but you're still getting your ass kicked. A balanced team comp does not always mean a victory against a certain team comp. Exactly. Like a you certain team comp can be weighted in one. Well, I mean, it, I mean, in the sense of like it could the opposing team can be weighted in the sense of like long range, far away damage. Yep. A balanced team comp might be able to deal with some of the threats, but not every single one. So then you kind of have to then like, okay, so if they're weighted this way, what counters can, what counters that long range that we can weight our team to, you know, maybe have another tank so you can take a little bit more damage, you know, maybe, you know, whatever, do what you got to do, but look at what they're putting their chips in and figure out what you can do to outdo your chips. Sometimes the answer, I is fucking get run fast and get past them. Yep. Yes. Like seriously, everyone just thinks they can just slam their head against the wall and just beat the shit out of things. No. Sometimes the best answer is, hey, get past them, make them come to the point. You just broke their line of defense because now they exactly. have to leave that point and come deal with it's you. It's what I've learned. I know. cannot tell you how many times I have been. I need a tracer and I need a diva. Jet off, go. Just get on. The, just get to the point. Right. And you're good. 
Yes. Now, like, you made a good point, Mike. Like, I mean, I don't know how many times I broke through Temple of Anubis by being Reaper and getting into the back line, standing on the point. Everybody's looking at me. I'm waiting for them to get close just so I could go rafe and dance and try to stay alive while the rest of my and team comes in. And literally, out. it's why, Falling it's on the why sword. I pick D.Va. Sometimes, I yeah. will. I will. Yeah, and D.Va, I can stay alive longer. Like, if I lose my met, cool. I still have my little pistol and stuff. And by that point... And you're point, dangerous with that team, little pistol, too, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean whatever i mercy <laughs> pistol it's it's a faster mercy pistol so i'm happy yep. um so basically like yeah and by that point my team has probably broken through the line so it's like even if i die then we've destroyed their line and they have to reset up and that's if we fail yep so i mean break the line of defense if there's if it's that if that's what's giving you the trouble and i will guarantee that's what most people are having trouble on temple of anubis is breaking that line right and another uh-huh. like uh, something i've been seeing more frequently uh or maybe i'm just noticing it more frequently you know i'll see because a lot of times even if you have a balanced team comp the game still has a lot to do with skill so if you have players on the other team who are outputting a lot of damage and are good at it uh-huh. and are good at killing you know, that's going to be an issue. But what you see in those situations a lot are Roadhogs, Reinhardts, yep. Reapers, Tracers. And what do they all have in common? They don't have reach. So, yep. like, what, like, you know, what I've, 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 I, one thing I do look for specifically when I look at the other team composition, do they have reach? Because if they don't have reach, and I'm not talking Widowmaker here, one of your greatest allies. Uh, or tools for a team that doesn't have reach, Farah. Farah mm. can push people back so so easily, or an entire mm-hmm. team. Those back. rockets hurt. Those mm. rockets hurt. They have splash damage. I have won mm-hmm. matches by switching to Farah, and not necessarily mm-hmm. getting a whole bunch of kills, but just dealing out damage as you know I'm raining down. Um, Soldier can do it too. Yeah, like not as well as Farah, obviously. Right. But like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, yeah, you got like you know if you see a soldier on that team, you might not want to go Farah. Because soldier can't plug yeah. a Farah, but go ahead. I'm sorry, yeah. Mike. No, but like you're right. Like if you look at like, are they close range fighters mostly? If they are, I wouldn't go picking a Genji. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> that's asking to put. That's asking to press Q and instantly die. Um, <laughs> I like that when that happens to Genji though. So please keep on doing it. <laughs> you, you know if if you know if you kill him before he actually starts to counter, he just gets his energy back basically yep. though. Yeah. Okay. So you gotta let it go for just like a little bit, <laughs> but um. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, yeah. I I would just say like look at the comp, look at what your team has, look at what counters what they're dumping their chips into. Because normally, if you're having issues with an annoying comp that isn't a balanced comp, that means they're betting, they're they're writing, they're putting everything on black and saying let it roll, and then you just gotta figure out how to get right. past it. And the thing about making a switch like that when you counter pick is most of the time they're not expecting it, right. especially if it's been working out real well for them. If it's been working out real well for them, they've been rolling you and all of a sudden they're, they get killed and they're not, they may keep trying to push it, but go ahead, Mike. Also don't do it at a minute and 30, do it earlier yeah. just cause you fail one time at, at like, Oh, we tried counter picking. It failed. Doesn't mean it's not going to work the second or third. Like, do it early enough to give yourself time for your team to get used to the comp that's not balanced. Yes. You know? 
Now, like we most we've been talking about team composition and counterpicking, but sometimes you have to counterpick specific characters. You know, yeah, and that's what we're saying. Like in, earlier, like you don't necessarily want to drop your role, uh, especially if you're doing good at it, just to go counterpick one character. Because now, you know, now you'll notice that you need to counterpick somebody else because that role you dropped. So the counterpicking requires some communication with your teammates. If you have somebody that can that can handle whatever the person is, you know, whatever character you you need to have dealt with. Um, let's say it's a Widowmaker. You have a Genji. Like, hey, Genji, you know, please climb up that wall. And at least, you only the Genji doesn't even have to kill the Widowmaker. Yep. They just have to make it move. Same thing with Bastion. You don't even have to kill Bastion. You got to get him to move. It's partially psychological. You know, once people start taking that damage, they're going to freak out. And more often than not, you know, they're not just going to stay there. They're going to move. Just force yeah. them off. Doing that little bit right there is enough. And that's where I come back to, you know, falling on the sword. You know, right. sometimes... Now- Making that move as like you're saying as a reaper, or you know, if I'm playing a Hanzo and I get in their backline, I kill one or two people, that's gonna get the attention of a lot of other people. Yeah. Just make sure you don't fall on the sword for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now don't the thing about like yeah. you going after um or counter picking for one person, I, I tell people don't just say, Okay, that person's a widowmaker, I need to be X character. I don't do that because I say what you got to do is you have to look at the person's weakness and do it based off of that. Because, okay, a Genji, right? How do you counterpick Genji? A lot of people will tell you McCree. Some people will tell you May. Uh, But in this podcast, we've been listening, I would choose Symmetra. <laughs> if Genji's well, that it also it also is based off character familiarity. Yes, that is true. Like you don't want to pick a character like, oh, this character counters this character. I'll just pick it, even though I've had like two minutes on it. Yeah, and and the, like, and that's the thing about that. Like, if you know the the character that you're trying to counter picks weakness, and you know that with a certain character you can exploit that weakness, or you can survive their strength as because you're good with this character, that's still a good counter pick. That's a good mm-hmm. counter pick, you know. And that'll for that'll frustrate the shit out of somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say you're a good so you'll say you're a really good soldier seventy six, and you know you can outlast a Genji, and you're accurate, you can kill him. A Genji should be killing a soldier seventy six. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. the Genji will keep trying to kill you and wondering what the fuck the problem is when the really when the the real issue is that you're just better than him at that <laughs> point. You know, with Soldier 76, that's a good counterpick. You don't have to pick a character to counterpick certain characters. But also realize that your characters can be countered as well. Mm -hmm. And if you start getting countered, you need to realize and adapt. Like, even, you can be, like, the most skillful whatever, but they could also be the most skillful counter to your whatever. You know? Like, you could be skillful at Pharah. But if, like, they've got a really skilled Widowmaker equally, and she's just making your day a living hell and you've become ineffective, yep. you might want to think about how, and we might want to talk about it in a later subject, like, what do you do when you're being counterpicked, I guess? Who, me? Well, what, like, what, like, no, like, we might just want to talk about this at what a later time. What do you do time, when like, you're right? counterpicked? Yeah. When you're counterpicked, I mean, if you're getting your ass kicked, it's maybe you need to either try to avoid those people who are counterpicking you, or you need to go with a new character. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, yeah. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. You either need to try to be like, okay, I, can't, I really need to get away from that Genji, 
well, I need to stay away from that May. I need to get away from a Genji. That's funny. Don't get me wrong. Like, if, well, first of all, if a Genji chases you down, that means he's not chasing somebody else down. That's another way to go and look at it, too. You know, even though, you know, like, like you said, falling on the sword, I also look at it as, hey, dude, that's one less person you're attacking right now if I'm keeping, you know, multiple people on me. Right. right. If, you, like, if, if, you're, uh, if you have if high survivability yeah. and you're surviving that, then that's... Yeah. Yeah, I lost the game last night to a Reaper. If, if, Reaper just floated I don't know. If they're taking... If it, if it's just one resource, though, like if maybe if it's taking two to three resources to kill you, yeah, you stay what you're doing because you're taking away like three people from their team to fuck to mess with you. We had it happen literally last but night like, in the game. I think you and I, Mikey, might have been playing. There was a Reaper just floating around, getting a three to yeah. four of our team to go after him each time because he would come in, yeah. harass a player or two, and then mm-hmm. leave and wraith off, and we couldn't do anything about it. He may not have gotten a card. He may not have gotten anything else or play the game. But he definitely won it for his team. He was annoying as motherfucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there is one scenario I want to talk about specifically. Um, Mark Baggio, I, th- I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. If I'm not, I'm sorry, dude. From uh, the Heroes of Overwatch group, he uh, sent you know he sent in a scenario uh, that he was asking about regarding like how do you counterpick this? And the scenario is this: How do you deal with two Torbjorn? turrets covering a bastion when you're attacking so they're on defense they're on defense you're attacking how do you Mm -hmm. deal with that that's a fucking tough situation that requires a lot it is you almost have to hero stack um i it depends on the map also because certain maps you can kind of get around it um at least in certain checkpoints like i that would be a tough thing to do on Temple of Anubis point two, you know what I mean? Having two Torbjorns in a Bastion, but I would deal with. I think Diva would be a great way to deal with that, depending on the turret locations. Well, that's just one character. I mean, we'd have to come up with a whole solution here. First of all, on Temple, well, no, that's true. On Temple that's of Anubis, true, like point two specifically, mm-hmm. I go double Junkrat. Du- I would either do double. I would do double Junkrat, double Diva. Um, I, I would also take in two Lucios. I go double Junkrat Zarya. Z- oh, I'd have maybe a Diva Zarya. I would want two tanks. Well, I go double Junkrat Zarya because the two Junkrats can be sending out grenades to where we because the turrets are they're immobile. We know where they right, are. They're stationary, and yeah. especially on the second point of Temple of Anubis, uh, mm-hmm. you'll you'll know where to shoot the grenades once the Bastion start. Not the Bastion, sorry, but once the the junk rats start shooting the grenades near the bastion. The bastion's going to mm-hmm. get up and move. Okay, right. so now your main concerns are the turrets. Right. The two junk rats can focus on because I would imagine the the way it's it will probably work out. The two torbjorns are going to be separated from each other, right? Mm-hmm. Unless they're right. stupid, they're going to be separated from mm-hmm. each other. But the bastion is probably going to be located near one torbjorn. So you have, or like in the middle, planted between the two, exactly. Somehow, where like mm-hmm. they're covering. So you it. have the junk rats focus on one torb, one torb turret, and one on Bastion to keep Bastion from sitting down, mm-hmm. and you send Zarya to kill the other turret. Boom, gone. You could probably always. You could, send, you could probably also do it with snipers as well. If if they're visible, I'm talking. This is, I'm yeah. a bad, at this point, I'm assuming that they're smart Torbjorns and they are not right. making Hollywood. themselves visible. Hollywood. Hollywood would be a perfect place where you might run into something like that. 
Though honestly, I don't. We I did run into. Some I don't think I've. Actually. I don't think I've ever come into a match where there's been two Torbs and a Bastion. I haven't seen well, a single I, one. He plays on console. I'm pretty sure. So that's not. I, I can totally see that happening on a console. Right. I could see that happening. I would definitely. I kind of agree with the double junk rat. I would also say a Widowmaker because. Typically, one's not going to be visible, but the other one probably is. If one's visible, like, yes, they'll bait. They'll bait with one. They'll bait with one turret and then surprise you with the second one. If one is, if any of the turrets are visible, you're going to want a widow, a Hanzo, or a Farah. Uh, uh, That's uh, not flying. Farrah. Yeah, not a Farah on the ground. Now, the reason I say Hanzo is because I Good have shot. killed Bastions. By peeking with Hanzo, peak shotting, yep, yeah, peak shotting peak with shots. Hanzo definitely works on on Bastion. Bastion won't really work really well with Torbjorn, no, but though, that's what because like, that, like, that automatic fire, which is a little ridiculous yeah. in my opinion. But that's why I said you got to do this together as a team. You can you mm-hmm. can use the Hanzo or the Farah um, or the Widow to take out Bastion or the Torb turrets. I mean, like, well, first of all. Uh, and for anybody who doesn't know, but we covered it before, the Torbjorn turrets only have range up to 40 meters. So mm-hmm. any, if anybody who can sit outside of that, usually like a Farah, that's... Yeah, Farah It's just hard to sit outside of that and still be... The turrets still be visible. That's the only really... Generally speaking, that's why I gave the turret, the people who made the turret, the benefit of the doubt and said yeah. that the turrets are hidden. So that's why right. I did not include Widowmaker Hanzo... Or Farah in my initial. Right. I would say Junkrat's a really good bet. I'd also say Diva Ultimate will get you, will clear the turrets. Mm -hmm. Clear at least the two turrets to make Bastion move. So that's why I said Diva's a good pick. Zarya would be a good pick to wrangle them all up. And then you would need someone there to wave clear. Um, See, I'd still use Zarya to take out one of the turrets completely. Be, and on top, because here's what's going to happen with Zarya. And you can block with, and you can block bullets with somebody else. Yeah, and get one hurt with zero exactly with zero energy. Zarya is going to come around mm-hmm. the corner. If she and now this is not Bastion. This is a Torb turret. I would not. Out of the three, I would not have Zarya go one on one with the Bastion because that's risky. So with the Torb mm-hmm. turret, you come around the corner, you start getting hit by the turret. You pop your shield. You pop your, your mm-hmm. barrier. Uh, you're energy. damaging it as you're getting more health. You then take the opportunity. You could probably kill the uh, the Torbjorn as well. Because that's what you want to do. You don't just want to kill the turret. You want to kill the Torbjorn too. Okay? Right. Or at the He's very killing. least, keep once you have his level 2 turret down, you got to make sure he doesn't get the level 1 back up. And Zarya yeah, the, is really good at that. Only The only problem is going to be... Um, Molten core. That I was going to get into it. They're going to yep. be alternating molten core. This is not like a one-stop fix. You have to bait out the molten cores. One, you have to bait out the molten cores. And two, you got to stop your team from running in and dying because that's going to give them more <laughs> molten cores. That's going to be yeah. a tough part. Telling that's people to not part. gladiator is a pretty hard thing, though, man. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 but here's the thing. you Three of their team is going to be stationary, pretty much. Torbjorn's might go off and do something on their own, but that's going to be risking their comp. Mm-hmm. So if they're smart, they're going to try and just remain in an area close to their turret. Um, in most cases, they then will. you've still got three other people to worry about. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's the thing like, you do. Well, that's the thing you have to rely on your team. Yep. You got to make sure that 
nobody is getting into your back line to fuck with you because you need all of your health when you go into these situations. You know, you need to be full. You need a. You definitely need a good healer. Yeah, on your you, side. Need, uh, you need. You need basically. I mean, obviously, two torb one bastion is uh, half of their team. So what's the other half of their team comprised of? You got to make sure right. somebody's taking care of that. And actually, be honest with you, Junkrat is great at denying area. You know, especially two. I mean, sh- like you just lob grenades dude, and just like they can't go sh- there. May, like May, if you want to, May can get in there and freeze the turrets. Yep. May can block, can ice block wall a turret, and, and not Bastion. Like I wouldn't ice wall a Bastion because it's going right to break. Right. Yeah. But Torbjorn turrets, I've had way more success in blocking those with ice walls. Yep. That's if you're gonna actually go into the point. So if you're like a diva, let's say you're a diva, let's say you do diva Zarya, and mm-hmm. you know Zarya pops. Wow, Zarya pops her barrier while putting a barrier on Diva. You both get on the Bastion and the other Torb turret while May ice walls another turret. Mm-hmm. That first of all, Zarya is going to be at a hundred percent power. So once that yeah. happens, Zarya is gonna she's gonna rip through one Torb turret. Just, you're gonna the Bastion. You're gonna rip through the Bastion, and then you're gonna rip through the other Torb turret. Just make sure Diva doesn't use her E until your bar- the barrier goes down. Exactly. That's what I said. It requires teamwork. And that Overwatch is oh, a teamwork yeah. game. Why there is no solo answer to two Torb, one Bastion. No. Because they're three working together. You can't three V one this. Yes, there there it's is no not answer gonna work. There. Uh the best you can do if you're gonna be by yourself is try to get your Diva ult. That's the best you can yeah. try to do clear the point because you'll destroy both turrets exactly even if they even i think it'll destroy both of them even if they uh molten core i think i don't think i'm not 100 sure well you really if they molten core they'll live through it so just barely i've never tested it just barely but yeah molten core is um you have to beat the molten cores because that's what's going to happen when you get their health down it's it's just gonna try molten core. So you gotta beat the molten mm-hmm. cores and then make sure your people aren't dying. You gotta play. And smart. if they do molten core, just get the fuck out and wait for ten seconds to be yeah, out. And that's I think that's the hardest. That's that's the biggest problem with the, the scenario that he presented is getting your teammates. It's molten core. Well, no, not just molten core, but getting your teammates to work together. You know, sometimes you gotta hold back. Actually, yeah. on episode Bastion and Torbjorn are a great way to force people to work together. Yeah. that's for sure. On episode ten point five. Me and John were talking about, you know, don't people going in one one at a time and dying? You can't do that because that happens a lot on console. A lot. Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't Call of Duty it. You got to You got to work together. And in this situation, it is a, a definite teamwork thing. Um, without a team, shit. And the, the the and the thing that sucks the most about it, you know what, is that they on that side they don't have to work that much as a team to make that work. Mm-mm. Somebody can see there's already a Bastion. They can see there's already a Torb, and then go to a, get another Torb, and be like, okay, that, that's that. Now, did they those cases, get on comms as much though on console? Uh, yes, they they get on comms just as much because not like they get on comms all times on PC either. Right. But the thing about sure. PC is that you can type to people, and you can't do that on console. That's the big issue. Right. So. If you're on a team, I'm trying to. Uh, if you're on a team and it's just you and maybe one other person, or even just you solo and you're working with your team, um, something you could try to do. Obviously, um, if you're if you go Zenyatta and you just Zenyatta alt, that can help your team push in. 
that will keep a Bastion from killing you. That'll keep a Bastion from killing you. Definitely keep a Torp Turret from killing you. Definitely. I don't know about all three, though. Well, I don't know if Bastion you can survive can one a... At a time. Well, yeah, but if the tor- if he focuses on the same person that the Torp Turret's hurting on, I think that's enough damage to know? override the Zenyatta Alien. The doesn't even know what it's going to hit. Well, but he can the the blue line fucking tells you who he's fucking who the twerp turret's hitting. Yeah, that, I think it's gonna be too much switching, especially if you're moving in as a group. As what is what? Well, doesn't it focus one target, or does it really just shoot the closest, shoots the closest thing? thing? Okay, so well. that's why. Uh, I I would think junk rat. If 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 the if the turrets are concealed, junk rat's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Junk rat's a good yes. pick if the turrets are concealed because you can do damage. You can make in a, you can make a bastion move, you know. Uh, you just have to worry about people coming to you. You have to have a team that'll block you. Yeah. While you're doing it. Oh, worry. Well, uh, Junkrat was specifically made actually to deal with Bastion and Torbjorn. That's why Bastion and Torbjorn were so ridiculous when they were made because ba- uh, you know uh, Junkrat. If you know a little bit of physics, you could just pop them in the right direction. Yeah. And um, you know. They'll, they'll they'll hit or they, and they do splash damage. Now, if you have vision on some of the turrets, one or multiple, that's easy pick. That's Widowmaker. That's uh, Hanzo, you, you have Hanzo, that's Widowmaker. That's Hanzo. That's Farrah. Everything. Yep. You know, yeah, she'll be flying with Farrah. Doing <laughs> that, just, that's asking to be plucked out of the sky. I mean, the overall counter characters I think that can take on you know many roles at once are going to be you know McCree, Junkrat. You know, Hanzo and Farah, or even I kind of that. agree with you know I almost agree with May with the long range too, just because the ice that ice shot still hurts. Yes. It does it like does. the secondary fire? Like May would actually be and, a good pick and, if you have vision. And and the wall, if you know where to place a wall, yeah, that's great because then you can block a torp turret and just focus on Bastion. Or when Bastion and and oh, sorry, who inevitably does his alt, you can just block mm-hmm. him off. Oh, yeah, you can just depending on the location. Yeah, <laughs> it's very funny. It's just like pops his alt, and then like, he's like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> I've done that to McCree so many times. God, it feels good to do that to McCree. <laughs> oh. Hi, n- nope. Yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> yeah. So it may it actually if you, basically yeah. If you have vision on them from a distance, may is a good, like anybody who can do range is a good pick because that's really their weakness. That's that's their biggest weakness. That. And the second weakness is being stationary. Now mm-hmm. that that also the primary weakness is distance. Uh, secondary weakness is stationary. Or even if you can just get pot shots on them, you know we I had I had a map where they went five torb on Watchpoint Gibraltar on the point that has the S and the spaceship is sitting above you. Yep, on the yeah. outside, and I just went Farah. And jumped on top of a spaceship, and I was able to pot shot every last turret. Yeah, take it, take advantage of the splash damage off those Pharah rockets. Yeah. I've blown up a lot of good shit from there. Or, I mean, to be honest with you, a Pharah Mercy is not that bad of an idea if you can, if it, if you want to deal with the turrets. Now, Bastion is a different story. That's the one that's gonna hurt. That's the tough one because Mercy just can't mm-hmm. heal that much. She just can't heal that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless maybe you get a Mercy Lucio or Mercy Zenyatta. Mm. You know, if you can get, if the Bastion's in, you know, you can, if, if you can sneak to the Bastion 
Like, I don't know if you can do this with two Torp turrets. But Roadhog, I've been in, I can pull Bastion and just bring him to me. Yes. And not care and kill him in one shot. Yeah. So that, that'll be, but that's if you can sneak. Yeah, that's that's another I was gonna bring that up. If because you know you mentioned two tanks before, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh if I if you can go Roadhog Zarya, dude, Zarya uh, projected barrier on Roadhog, Roadhog pulls Bastion. Zarya mm-hmm. then she also has a barrier on herself. By the time you know Bastion's pulled, he's not he's a non threat at this point. Right. So um, you know, he can get the, he can destroy the Bastion, uh Roadhog can destroy the Bastion. And Zarya can be working on the turrets. And then by the time mm-hmm. uh, Roadhog destroys that one Bastion, they could just destroy the other turret. Right. I'll say, though, that Zarya's shield isn't going to last very long with a Bastion shooting at you, so just be careful. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Well, the projected barrier is 400 damage versus the regular barrier, oh, which is the proje- on, on allies? On allies, is 400 damage, yes. Yeah, the other barrier oh. lasts for a set amount of time, and that's it. Well, well, no, like the other ba- the other barrier, both barriers last for the same amount of time, but both break after a certain limit. So Bazaria's yeah. the one she puts on herself can only take two hundred damage. The one that she puts mm. on allies can take four hundred damage. Noted. Yeah, so that's that's something to keep in mind. So I mean, I, ho- I hope we answered the question. I think we gave a bunch of pretty decent scenarios that we could use. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, it's really steered you in a direction. Right. Like try them out. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like this, like, the biggest thing is teamwork. But you know, if you get, if you have vision, if you have distance on them, you use somebody who has reach. If you don't, I would say, and you're by yourself, use Junkrat. Other than that, you gotta you can get a bit more direct. Use Zarya, Roadhog, you know, stuff like that. But yeah. I, for, the truth is, more than likely, it's gonna come down to you, you and how well your teammates work together because that is that is a very team works mm-hmm. uh oriented scenario it's also gonna live or die by how you play around uh molten core yes like you gotta you gotta bait it gotta bait it so uh well that's gonna bring us to the end of this episode almost two hours that's definitely way longer than we want these to be uh, <laughs> oh shit <laughs> so sorry about that uh, we'll try to get it tucked back in next time. Uh, but as always, thank you for listening. Uh, before we get into our regular post show stuff, I do want to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. Like I said, that is the group that we've been promoting. Uh, I'm a part of it. Jorge from In Orbit, a, a bunch of us are in that group, Heroes of Overwatch. It's an Overwatch community. Uh, guys get together. Uh, they hook up for PS4, Xbox, PC uh, games, You know, post news, silly shit memes you know dank memes <laughs> you know stuff like that and uh you know that's where I, I interact that's where we got this question so i uh i interact with members there but uh yeah check out heroes of overwatch if you haven't um it's a good group of guys nice uh, a bunch of interesting discussions going on there at almost any given time uh now as for us this is obviously watchpoint radio we are every other tuesday we are opposite of wow talk but also, uh, this week, we had a new sit rep radio, which is weekly. That's our weekly podcast about the division. And this week was about the, I guess, the stuff that came out of E3. It was about the, um, the, new, DLC. The, the new underground DLC and, you know, some other things from E3. So check that out if you're into the division. It was actually a pretty funny episode, too, I have to admit. It takes a lot to get me to laugh. Uh, so it was, it was a good. Uh, yeah, Lord knows I try all the time and I can't ever crack a smile. Yeah. <laughs> so you did. We just got it right there, Mike. Be happy. Yeah, <laughs> I'll try. Yeah. 
Uh, What's happening? Also this week, we have an Orbit. An Orbit is usually out on Mondays, but not this week. Uh, we had some technical difficulty with, with an Orbit. I'm hoping to have it out by Wednesday, so there still will be in an Orbit this week. All right? Uh, other than that, we have WoW Talk for World of Warcraft, uh, people. If you like World of Warcraft, check out WoW Talk. We have uh, Double Tap, which is dedicated to the fighting games and the fighting game community. Mikey is also on that one. And those will both be, they'll both have episodes next week along with a brand new Sit Rep Radio. I am not planning on doing a uh, 0.5 episode of Watchpoint Radio for next week. Like I said, those aren't necessarily normal episodes. That's just really when we have content overflow or something actually to talk about. And we can just do it weekly where we can, um, but not next week. Uh, you can watch, get, catch all of our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, Google Play Music, Overcast on iOS, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud. And we also have an RSS feed for you to use if you just want to put it into your RSS reader and keep up uh, with us that way. I'm waiting, for a day that you t- I'm waiting for a day that you tell us you have it on tapes. That you can just put tapes. into your cassette player. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like waiting for the because I'm like list, 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 list. You, There's a way to listen to us, people. Don't worry, we got don't you. Tempt don't tempt me. That's actually not a bad idea. You know what I should do? No, I should put all the episodes of the Mashcast on cassette. Oh my! God. Can you even find a cassette player anymore these days? Oh yes, I can. You can. Oh yes, I can. I know there's pawn shops still, so yes, there are. Uh, so you Buy can reach a us. Walkman. Yeah. <laughs> you can reach us on Twitter, which is twitter.com/mtv site. We are on facebook.com/mashthosebuttons and youtube.com/mashthosebuttons. Mike, what's your Twitter? S-Y-M underscore K-E-Y Simkey. All right, I'm underscore Ja underscore Bond. Do you have a Twitter yet? No. You're fired. <laughs> so. <laughs> I have a um, Twitter. Could, I just got to dig have, it out. I have, a sh- <laughs> I have a shitty name, but at least I have one in use. Exactly. I, I have a Twitter. I just haven't used it in like a decade. Right. Legitimately well, Twitter is what you make that. it. Twitter is about who you follow. So if you don't like Twitter, that says more about you than Twitter. that's true Uh, we also have an email address you can directly contact us at which is WPR at MashlessButtons.com or you can use the contact form on the uh, MashlessButtons website which is MashlessButtons.com slash contact you know we would love to hear from you so if you have any questions comments think we're wrong about something think we're right about something if there's a specific uh, topic you want us to Go over and watch pointers. Definitely uh, let us know. And like I said, you can contact us via Twitter or Facebook, SoundCloud, the contact web, you know, the, the contact form, email, however you want to contact us. Just uh, go ahead and uh, we're, we're listening on all ports. Um, also, I forgot to mention for all the podcasts, if you want to know the schedule when everything's coming out, just go to matchesbuttons.com slash schedule. And uh, if you enjoy the podcast, if you like the podcast and you want to uh to help us out there's a few things you can do one is just share the podcast you can share the podcast out for the people who you think might like it that would be a huge help and we would thank you a lot uh if you want to take it a bit further you can rate us on itunes that's a big help as well uh no money required yet i have any reason i'm just joking i mean like i don't think i could ever ask 
for money or like a Patreon or anything like that until I have something to give. Like, you know, okay, fine. You, if you yeah. have a Patreon, I'm going to send you this mug with my face on it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Nobody wants that. Uh, I mean, this is why we don't do video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's why I, I don't think, uh, Right now, right now, I think we're doing okay on the financial thing. We're just, you know, we're just looking to get out there and uh, have more people listen at this point. So, uh, yeah, if you can, if if you want to help us, like I said, sharing and then uh, rating and reviewing us would also help out a lot. Uh, but as always, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you in two weeks on the next episode of Watchpoint Radio. Take it easy. The path is closed.